Hello, good evening, and welcome to our Tuesday night episode of Brett's Old Time Radio Show. And welcome to my home here in beautiful Lime Bay. Thanks for joining us once again for our regular late night visit to those dusty studio archives of old time radio shows right here at my home on the south coast of the United Kingdom. I'm Brett. I'm your host for our nighttime podcast. Welcome to another episode. Don't forget, we've got Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all called Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Drop in, give us a little like, give us a follow. That would be brilliant. Also, if you do get a minute, just if you could share our show on your social media, it would be much appreciated. Time now for another adventure from Sherlock Holmes and, of course, his colleague, Dr. Watson. This one was first broadcast on the 14th of December, 1946. It's called The Adventure of the Elusive Emerald. Cremel Hair Tonic and Cremel Shampoo present the new adventures of Sherlock Holmes, starring Nigel Bruce as Dr. Watson and Tom Conway as Sherlock Holmes. Now, once again, it's time to keep that weekly appointment with our good friend and host, Dr. Watson. I'm sure he's waiting for us in his study, so let's join him there, shall we? Ah, there you are, Mr. Bell. And how are you this evening, my boy? Just fine, thanks, Dr. Watson. And yourself? Well, pretty to two gout. But otherwise, I'm doing pretty well for an old gentleman of... <laughs> you won't go into the question of my age. <laughs> Draw up a chair and I'll get on with tonight's new Sherlock Holmes adventure. From the hints you gave us last week, it sounded like quite a story. It was one that I shall never forget at any rate. For once, I played a rather... <laughs> a rather dashing role in the case. Oh. And I have this small gold key on my watch chain to remind me of the fact. A gold key? Given to you, perhaps, by a lady, Dr. Watson? It was given me, my boy, by Her Grace, the Dowager Duchess of Penfield. In gratitude for services rendered, I suppose. Oh, no, Mr. Bell. Not by the wildest stretch of the imagination, could you say that? Let's say that it's a memento of one of the most unusual experiences that the great Sherlock Holmes and I ever had. I call it the adventure of the elusive emerald. Sounds intriguing, Dr. Watson. But first of all, do you mind if... If you have a word with our listeners? Oh, of course not, Mr. Bell. Most every man today who takes pride in his appearance uses something to keep his hair neatly groomed. And how does the preparation you use measure up to this test? Look in the mirror. Has your hair that old-fashioned, greasy, patent leather look? Now run your hand back over your hair. Does your hair feel greasy, sticky, or dirty? If it does, then be smart, men. Change to Kreml hair tonic. This highly specialized hair tonic contains a combination of hair grooming ingredients found in no other hair tonic. That's why Kreml keeps your hair in place longer, with such a handsome, well-groomed look. When you use Kreml, you can run your hand back over your hair, and men, it's really a pleasure. No grease comes off you on your hand. And I'm sure you'll enjoy the way Kreml always looks and feels so clean on your hair and scalp. Buy a bottle of Kreml at any drug counter. Let it keep your hair looking handsome at all times. K-R-E-M-L, Kreml Hair Tonic. Now, Dr. Watson... How's about the adventure of the elusive emerald? Well, Mr. Bell, the story began on a cold winter evening. Um, well, no, it wasn't, actually. It was in the morning, more years ago than I care to remember. Holmes and I, our, our breakfast just concluded, sat on either side of a cheery fire in our Baker Street. Thick fog rolled down between the houses, and the windows opposite looked like dark, shapeless blurs through the heavy yellow murk. A London pea super, eh, Dr. Wright? Yes, it was, Mr. Bell. Our gas was lit and shone its flickering light on the white cloth and glimmer of china for the breakfast table had not yet been cleared. Shortly before eleven, 
We heard the old familiar jangle at our front doorbell, and a few minutes later, Mrs. Hudson ushered into our room, Lord Morris Danby, a middle-aged man who seemed to be in a state of great excitement. Mr. Holmes, you must help me. I'll do my best, Lord Danby. What's your problem? Well, uh, and this is hard to say, gentlemen, it's connected with my mother. The Duchess of Penfield. Oh, so you're the Duchess of Penfield, son. This is a charming woman. I met her at a house party at the Smythe Parkinson's in Shropshire a few years ago. At the time, she was kind enough to Watson, tell me... don't you think your reminiscences might be more appropriate at some other time? Well, I was only pointing out... Quite. You... Pray continue, Lord Danby. Well, uh, here's the problem in a nutshell. My brother, the present Duke, is with his regiment in India. During his absence, all the responsibilities of the Penfield family have fallen on my unhappy shoulders. For a year now, I've been driven nearly insane by my nephew, Hillary. The boy's 18, and his madcap escapades have caused me many a sleepless night. But now comes the crowning blow. My mother, my own mother, has turned thief. Dowager Duchess of Penfield, a thief. Oh, come, 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 sir. You must be mistaken. Would I make such a shocking statement, Doctor? Unless I was sure. I repeat, she's a shoplifter, a pickpocket, a disgrace to our family. Uh, since uh, monetary considerations are surely not involved, I can only assume that a grace is a victim of that unfortunate affliction known as uh, kleptomania. She is, Mr. Holmes. But how can I explain that to shopkeepers, to friends of the family, when Mother decides to pocket some valuable memento of a weekend house party? And though it's petty theft today, tomorrow it may develop into more serious criminality. Mr. Holmes, you must help me find some way out of this intolerable situation. I'll pay you anything you name if you can find... What on earth is the commotion downstairs? Well, I'll see what's wrong, Holmes. Go get your kitchen. Thank old business, you stupid woman. It's Mother. Uh, she must have followed me Your here. Grace, how delightful to see you again. Again? Who are you? Oh, don't you remember? We met at the Smythe Parkinson's a few years ago. Never saw you before in all my life. Oh, it was in Shropshire. That's just spoil, you know. Rubbish, rubbish. Get out of my way. Molly. Uh, yes, Mama? Get out of here at once. This is a matter for your elders. You hear me? Mama. Get out, you old. Yes, Mama. And when you get home, wait in the blue room for me. I shall attend to you later. Yes, your Grace, I suggest that Keep we... your suggestions to yourself, young man. Well, uh, really, I do feel... And you'll be quiet, too. Well, I beg your pardon, Duchess. I was only good... Can't understand a word you say. Oh, really? No. Now, listen. Which one of you is Sherlock Holmes? I am. And Why I... Why did that idiot son of mine come to see you? I fear that professional ethics prevent me professional from... Professional fiddlesticks. You'd only get him and her with me. I suppose Morris told you that I was a kleptomaniac. I'm afraid that I Nothing can't... Nothing to be afraid of. Oh. Um, either of you care for a pinch of snuff? No, no, thank you. Thank you very much. Very good. Can't understand anyone who doesn't appreciate snuff. That's much better now. Now then, listen to me, both of you. This story that my son undoubtedly told you about my being a kleptomaniac is an unadulterated lie. It's all part of my children's plot to get hold of my money. They're always after me for that. Especially that grandson of mine. And I'm sure he's inveigled my son Morris into his scheme. So now they're planning to have me declared incompetent. Oh, gracious me, what a I shocking... I don't need any comments. Just listen to me. Oh, sorry. Now, how much did Morris offer you as a retainer, Mr. Holmes? I'm afraid I'm not at liberty to say I'll anything... I'll double the fee and trouble you both to share no more of it. That's all. Who date you? I'll see you downstairs, Your Grace. You needn't bother. I may be your grandmother, but I can still walk up and downstairs by myself, thank you. Oh. Holmes, what a magnificent woman. Yes. Quite remarkable, isn't she? I think she didn't remember meeting me at the Smythe Parkinson's, though. Quite. Luckily, we weren't taken in by the son's story, wasn't it, Holmes? I'm not sure. Watson, 
You recall that jeweled snuff box I received from this morning's post? It was a token from the King of Morania. Yes, you put it on the mantelpiece. Good Lord, it's vanished. Precisely. The Dowager Duchess of Penfield is so brilliant a kleptomaniac that she has achieved an unnoticed step to 221B Baker Street. Well, of all the amazing nerve. Watson, we've met a worthy antagonist. Come on, old chap. Grab your hat and coat. I think we'll take the liberty of providing the Duchess with an unobtrusive escort. This is the twelfth shop that we've been in. My feet are tired. We've been following the Duchess all day. I was anxious to observe her technique. Well, she's obviously had plenty of practice. Yes. She's spent about a hundred pounds in this shopping tour so far. And yet she's succeeded in obtaining some five hundred pounds worth of goods. Brilliant work. Look, 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 Holmes. That small man in the bell hat stopping her. The shop detective, no doubt. Come on, Watson. I'm sorry, ma'am, but uh, there it is. What utter balderdash are you talking? I must ask you to come and see the manager. Can I be of any assistance, Your Grace? Huh? Oh, 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 it's Holmes and his friends. Yes, yes, you can tell this idiot to stop bothering well, me. what seems to be the matter? I saw this here lady pick up a silver matchbox and slip it into her handbag. Kindlesticks. I examined it, yes. But if it's missing, this man was telling me on it. Search him. Search Holmes? But that's ridiculous. Of course it is. Mum, I must ask I am that. the Dowager Duchess of Penfield. Now search the pen. Uh, uh, yes, Your Grace. Insufferable insolence. Your Grace, I must ask you... No, you don't. You stand here. I'm going to search you. This is ridiculous, my good yes, man. Of course it is. If you didn't take it, you got nothing to be frightened about then. Hello, hello. What's this in your coat pocket? Great Scott Holmes. It's a silver matchbox. Yeah. Quite. Come on, Mister. You've got to explain this to the manager. Mr. Holmes, I'm very embarrassed that my man brought you here. Uh, it's quite all right, sir. It was a perfectly understandable mistake. Yes, but you must realize that this uh, unfortunate habit of the Duchess's must be kept a secret. Quite so, Dr. Watson. And I think the program I've outlined will prove a most satisfactory way of handling any such uh, incidents in the future. You follow my plan quite clearly? Oh, yes, Mr. Holmes. We'll have our shop detectives watching her whenever she comes in. Anything she's... Uh, doesn't pay for it, we're to charge to her account as though they were purchases. Precisely. In that way, your shop will sustain no loss, and the Penfield family will be spared public scandal. Yes, a very satisfactory arrangement, I think. Come on, Watson. <laughs> Holmes, a very satisfactory arrangement. Don't you agree, Hillary? Yes, Uncle. I suppose if we can't stop Granny pinching the stuff, at least this will keep it quiet. Hillary. All that remains to be done, Lord Danby, is to make similar arrangements at the other shops your mother patronizes. And in that way, sir, all scandal can be avoided. Yes, yes, it's an excellent plan. Excellent. I only wish that since Granny's so free and easy with other people's stuff, she'd loosen up the money bags for me a little. I'm still only broke. We won't go into that now, Hillary. Come along, my boy. I know Mr. Holmes is a busy man. Good day, gentlemen. Good day. Good day. Good day. I'll be communicating with you, Mr. Holmes. Very well, Lord Dambian. Well, I suppose that's the last we'll hear of the Duchess's problem. I think not, Watson. Huh? Just before Lord Danby arrived, I was studying the social section of today's Times. A look at the item I ringed in blue pencil. The distinguished Polish nobleman, Count Stephen von Kratzoff, is holding a reception at his Grosvenor Square house tomorrow afternoon. 
at which time the famous Kratzoff Emerald will be displayed. Skim through the list of guests, Watson. I think one name will interest you. Mrs. Martin, Lord Lady Norwick. By George, the Dowager Duchess of Penfield. Exactly. And the combination of the finest emeralds in Europe and the Duchess of Penfield means that this is one reception we must not miss. He's over there talking to Count Kratzoff, your grace. <laughs> you and your friend have been following me since yesterday, haven't you, young man? Oh, of course not. We, we wouldn't dream of such a thing. Oh, uh, fiddlestick. I know you have. Well, uh, by the way, you said we'd met before somewhere. Where was it? At this Smythe Parkinson's in Shropshire. But a fancy dress done. Oh, you're the Parkinson's. Don't remember you. I was wearing a Pharaoh's costume. Oh, really? <laughs> How very original. <laughs> Uh, what was I wearing? Something in blue. Uh, blue velvet, I think it was. Uh, you had a white wig, I remember. You, uh, you looked enchanting. It wasn't a wig. It was my own hair. Oh, my own hair, right. And it wasn't velvet, it was tulle. And the dress was red, not blue. However, I'm flatter, but you'll remember, Ned. Good night, young man. Uh, good night, Duchess. Oh, good night, Count from Fastbuck. Had a very pleasant evening. Good night, my dear Duchess. I'm so happy that you wandered me with your presence. Mm-hmm. How long, Gilray? Oh, yes, Good night, yes. Mr. Holmes. Good night, Your Grace. Oh, thank you so much, Count. Good night, young man. Good night. Good night. A most successful evening, Count von Kratzoff. I am glad that so many distinguished guests were present, Dr. Watson. Uh, you were very quiet this evening, Mr. Holmes. I was watching, Count. My eyes hardly left the emerald during the entire evening. I imagine that you had some professional reason for attending. The embassy was most insistent that I invite you. But nothing seems to have happened. Is the is still lying in his case on the table there? I saw nothing happen. I hope nothing did. Well, what could have happened? There's a stone safe and sound. Now, please examine it, Mr. Holmes. I know you have quite a reputation as an expert on twists. What a beautiful gem. It is considered one of the finest in Europe, my dear doctor. Uh, Mr. Holmes, what is your opinion? That you've been robbed, Count von Kratzoff. Robbed? Yes. This is an extremely fine paste replica. The Kratzoff Emerald has been stolen right under my very eyes. In just a moment, we will join Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson as they try to solve the mystery of the elusive emerald. Men, it's smart to take care of the hair you've got. And I want to tell you about Kremel hair tonic. You see, Kremel is a highly specialized hair tonic. It contains a combination of hair grooming ingredients found in no other hair tonic. That's why it keeps hair neatly in place longer and gives the hair such a natural, well-groomed appearance. Never greasy or sticky. But men, Kremel does lots more than keep hair looking attractive. A quick massage with Kremel stimulates the circulation of blood right in the surface of the scalp. Notice how alive, how invigorated your scalp feels. And men... You like to rub Kremel on your scalp because it's such a clean hair tonic. Never feels greasy or sticky. Its light oils have a fine lubricating effect on a dry scalp, too. At the same time, it removes loose dandruff. And if your hair is so dry that it breaks and falls, Kremel actually helps condition the hair in that it makes it feel softer, more pliable. So men, for a cleaner scalp, for better groomed hair, change to Kremel. K-R-E-M-L. Kremel hair tonic. 
So, Dr. Watson, the famous emerald had been replaced by a paste replica? Yes, my boy, it had. Well, I don't have to be a Sherlock Holmes to deduce that the Dowager Duchess was the culprit. Elementary, my dear Mr. Bell, elementary. Uh-huh. But when the police arrived on the scene, Holmes gave no indication of our obvious suspicion. Later on, when we returned to Baker Street, I don't think either of us were in the least bit surprised to find that Lord Danby was waiting for us. In a state of great agitation. Mr. Holmes, you've helped me so far. You've got to find some way out of this mess. You've spoken to Count von Kratzoff since the last was discovered? Uh, yes. He came over to see me while you and the police were still searching the house. Uh, uh, we're neighbors, you what know. What did he say, sir? That for the sum of 20,000 pounds, he'd agreed to keep the whole matter quiet. Indeed. And why should Count von Kratzoff assume that your mother was responsible for the theft? I'm afraid he must have heard rumors of her um, unfortunate habits. Uh, do you propose to make the settlement, Lord Danby? The estate can't afford it, Doctor. Oh, dear me, what will my brother the Duke say when he returns from India? What am I to do, Mr. Holmes? Your problem has many more ramifications than I imagined when you first called on me, Lord Danby. I think if you'll allow me a few hours, Grace, I can give you a surprisingly satisfactory solution to your dilemma. I'll be eternally grateful if you can. Well, how do you propose to do it, Holmes? The first step is obvious. To find the jeweler who made the paste replica. Unless I'm much mistaken, there's only one jeweler in London capable of such an exquisite piece of craftsmanship. We shall call on him, Watson. We shall call on him at once. <laughs> Mr. Holmes, I made this replica. I thought you were the only man in London capable of such brilliant work, Mr. Marcus. You are most kind. It was one of a pair of duplicates that were ordered. A pair, eh? Yes. Now the plot thickens, Watson. Of course, you had no idea that the replicas were ordered with any criminal intent, Mr. Marcus. Of course not, Dr. Watson. I was told that they were for a collection of replicas of famous stones. And I was paid handsomely 25 guineas apiece for them. Yes. A small stake for so large a prize. Could you describe the woman who gave you the order? Woman, Doctor? It was a man. A young man. A man? But, yes. uh, but uh, Holmes, she must have an accomplice. I think not, Watson. Though the train of thought suggested is certainly an astonishing one. However, our next move should be obvious. Oh? What's that? We return to Baker Street for certain necessary tools in my trade. And then, my dear fellow, we pay an unannounced visit to the Dowager Duchess and try our hands at a little burglary. Holmes, thank you. Yes, Watson. I hope you're not too cold. Oh, I'm frozen to death. Cowering here in these bushes under the Duchess's window. You must have been gone for three quarters of an hour at least. Nevertheless, it was a very profitable excursion. Oh, we are here. For heaven's sake, take off that stupid moustache. You look ridiculous. And yet this uh, stupid moustache inspired great confidence in the, in the second chambermaid. Under the impression that I was a flirtatious plumber uh, with prospects, she informed me that the Duchess has a small room leading off a boudoir, a room that none of the staff is allowed to enter. You think that that's where her hoard of stolen goods may be situated? It's worth trying, old chap. A stout coil of rope attached to the balcony above should enable us to make an unobtrusive entry. Possibly, but where do we find a stout coil of rope? Even her pseudo-plumber has his tools. You don't imagine this bag contains a pipe wrench or some such useless appurtenance, do you? Look. Great Scott. A coil of rope. Exactly. Now let's see how best we may secure it to the balcony above. But we must work quietly, Watson. We have discovered, I'm afraid, this is going to be a trifle hard to explain. 
I realize I'm not as young as I used to be. I felt you were surprisingly nimble, my dear Watson. Oh, I feel like this. Suppose he suddenly discovers his burning the Duchess's house and calls the police. Shall, then what? We shall probably go to prison. Strike a match, will you? Right. But I still don't like it. I like this lamp. There we are. So this is the room where the servants are not allowed, eh? Now, I wonder why the Duchess would... Uh... Ah, I think this wall safe gives us the answer. Oh, of course. Yes, but the safe's old-fashioned. Unless I'm much mistaken, the combination is an extremely simple one. It is. There we are. Look, Watson. This is Pandora's box indeed. Great. It's got a whole collection of silver and jewelry. And prominent among it is the King of Marina's jeweled snuff box. I'll slip that in my pocket. I think His Majesty would prefer that I retain this little cubs. cubs. There's Count von Kratzschaff's emerald. Yes, Watson. We'll take charge of that, too. The rest of this collection doesn't concern us. I think there's someone in the upper room. Quick, down the rope. Give me a hand off this window ledge. Who's in there? Oh, hurry home, Mr. Duchess. Follow me as fast as you can. Who is it? Oh. Who is it? Why, my word, why such young Dr. Watson? <laughs> How on earth did you get here? I get here? Got here through, through the window. Through the window? Well, well imagine that. I, I climbed up a rope to you, your balcony, your grace. You, you climbed up a rope? Well, <laughs> dear boy, you took that risk from me. Oh, you impetuous boy. Oh, me? Oh, no, your grace. Not a word, my dear boy. I know how you feel. Oh, sorry, I no, realized no, it tonight no. when you spoke of the gray chiffon dress I wore at Smythe Parkinson Ball. You don't understand. I, I don't... do. I understand only too well. Oh, but you dear, dear boy, it hmm? can't be. Don't can't you understand? Be. Think of my family, my grandchildren, my reputation. But really, Your Grace, you're making a very... Well, not another word, you headstrong boy. Now, one kiss huh? and good night. Oh, Your Grace, I... Oh, Oh, my dear boy, now, now you must go. Yes, I certainly must. Uh, good night. Good night, you foolish boy. Uh, God, Holmes will be furious. Holmes! 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 What? What happened? Holmes, she... She thought I was there to see her. Hope springs eternally. I trust you didn't undeceive her. No, but... Uh, she kissed me, Holmes. A martyr to our cause, Watson. Well, well, it's been a most successful evening. The case is solved, and I imagine it's still quite early. What time is it? Well, it's, uh... Holmes! What's wrong? Great Scott, when the Duchess kissed me, she stole my watch. You say the case is solved, Mr. Holmes? Yes, Lord Danby. That's why I asked you and Count von Kratzoff and your nephew to join me here in Baker Street. Say, where is my emerald? Here it is, Count von Kratzoff. How did you make the old girl give it back? I bet it made a fury. Supposing you let my friend explain his own good time, young man. Here is the replica count, and here's the real emerald. You will, of course, identify the stone. I, uh, uh, yes, yes, of course. Splendid. Then I'm sure you have no objection to signing this document I prepared. It relieves the Duchess's family of all responsibility. Uh, please sign it uh, here. Very well, Mr. Holmes. There. Thank you, Count. And now, Lord Danby, I shall present this paper to you. Well, I'm tremendously grateful, Mr. Holmes, but I'm utterly confused. Then let me clarify the situation for you. I have another visitor here tonight. Please come in, won't you? Very well, Mr. Holmes. Lord, it's a jeweler fellow. Now, Mr. Marcus, please point out the person who ordered the two paste replicas from you. It was that young man there. Me? 
But I've never seen you before in my life. He was the man, Mr. Holmes. You mean that my name... I mean, Lord Danby, that the whole theft was part of an extremely cunning plot. Count von Kratzoff, you joined forces with young Hillary here. You displayed a paste replica at your reception and tempted the Duchess to steal it. Which she did, and then the Count substituted the second replica in place of the one that she'd taken. Precisely. And insisted that I examine the stone, knowing that I'd spot it was a fake. And then Count von Kratzoff attempted to persuade the family to settle for 20,000 pounds. For the theft of a paste imitation. Well, Count, it looks as though Sherlock Holmes is too smart for us. Be a fool, Hillary. Admit nothing. A confession is not needed since the guilt is proven. But where's the real emerald? I'm quite certain it's still safe in Poland. The whole plot was perfectly clear to me when Mr. Marcus told me of the pair of duplicates. Yes, a kleptomaniac could hardly indulge in such an elaborate plan. Nor would one work with an accomplice. Well, Lord Andy, what do you say? I'm shocked. Deeply shocked. My nephew I shall deal with separately, of course. Don't look so grumpy, Uncle. I was only trying to get a little money. Granny wouldn't give me any. Count von Kratzow, you can be prosecuted for fraud and extortion, you know. Only by involving the Penfield family in a great deal of scandal. I assure you, Mr. Holmes. Uh, what do you say, Lord Danby? Do you intend to prosecute? The Count's right. The scandal would be unbearable. Then I'd suggest we merely request Count von Kratzow's immediate departure for Poland. Well, don't have something like this woman. I'm going to tell. It's Mother. It's Granny. It's the Duchess. Oh, Lord. My word. How very depressing. I came here to talk to Dr. Watson, and I find his room knee-deep with my relatives. Now, get out of this room, all of you. But, Mama... Now, no arguments, Morris. Leave the room. All of you, and wait for me downstairs. Very well. Come on. Mr. Holmes, I want to speak to Dr. Watson alone. Very well, Your Grace. Holmes, don't leave me. Well, that's extremely ungallant of you, Doctor. Your Grace, you can speak freely, perfectly freely, in front of Mr. Holmes here. Oh, my word. How extremely disappointing. <laughs> well, young man, I realized that I was cruel and heartless to you last night. Here, tell your watch. Oh, thank you, Grace. What's this gold key on the chain? Uh, well, uh, that's the key to my private conservatory in the garden. Oh, dear me. <laughs> yes, uh, a man of your weight has no business climbing ropes. Uh, good day, Mr. Holmes. By your Grace. Uh, oh, Dr. Watson. Yes, Your Grace. I looked through my wardrobe after you left last night. I found that dress I wore at the Smythe Parkinson's. It was green. Bottle green net. Watson, my dear fellow, you've made a conquest. Uh, a distinct uh, conquest. I felt so more embarrassed in my life. A gold key, indeed. You know, Holmes, though the case is over, I think Count von Kratzow should be taught a lesson. Undoubtedly, he led that young fellow astray, even though Lord Danby doesn't want to prosecute. I'm not sure that we shouldn't. What um, evidence would we use? The reflector uh, emerald, of course. You seem to forget that the Dowager Duchess of Penfield has just left the room. What? You mean she's told it again? Yes, Watson. I'm sure that our evidence will shortly be reposing in that small room of her boudoir. And I have a strong feeling that not even your love for British justice will get you there again. <laughs> Before Dr. Watson gives us a hint about next week's story. Girls, those famous million-dollar powers models you see on magazine covers always have to keep their hair shining bright with highlights. Now, here's how they do it. We glamour bathe our hair with cremel shampoo. And ladies, I must say, cremel shampoo brings out all the hair's natural glossy luster and sheen. More than you may dream ever possible. It leaves the hair simply radiant. 
And Kreml shampoo is one shampoo you can buy today that doesn't dry the hair. In fact, it has a beneficial oil base, which actually helps keep the hair from becoming dry. Yes. And Kreml shampoo leaves the hair so much softer, silkier, and holds away better. Ladies, buy a bottle of Kreml shampoo at any drug counter. See how easy it is to glamour bathe your hair to a vision of beauty. K-R-E-M-L. Kreml shampoo. And remember, a bottle of Kreml hair tonic makes a fine addition to that Christmas stocking. Now, Dr. Watson, what about next week? Well, now, next week, Mr. Bell, I shall tell you a strange adventure in which Sherlock Holmes and I fought a losing battle to prevent the murder of a man who, curiously enough, was already on his deathbed. Tonight's new Sherlock Holmes adventure was suggested by an incident in Sir Arthur Conan's oil story, The Musgrave Ritual. Nigel Bruce appeared by permission of California Pictures. Tom Conway through the courtesy of Eagle Lion Pictures. This is Joseph Bell. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed our latest adventure with Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson. Don't forget, we'll be back with more adventure with Rocky Jordan going live tomorrow at 5 p.m. GMT. Don't forget, we've got a supporter page, patreon.com forward slash Brat's Old Time Radio Show. And, of course, if you could share our show across your social media, that would be brilliant. Thanks for listening. I'll be with you seven days a week, each and every week, and I'll see you tomorrow. Brett's Old Sun Radio Show. Love you. Bye.